On this episode, we discuss trooping post-COVID-19 and the Sith, Rule of Two. You must unlearn what you have learned. Remember, a Jedi can feel the Force flowing through him. And between it all, balance. Welcome to Voice of the Wills. This is where the fun begins. You are right back in the mess. Keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. All this, as the Force wills it. Just when you think you understand the Force, you find out how little you actually know. I may fail, you may fail, but there is no try. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Voice of the Wills. I'm Matt Almuchu, and I'm here as always with Elena Source. Elena, what is going on? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Wonderful? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know why. I had a long day of just sitting at my computer working, but I don't know. As soon as I logged off, I was like, ah, time to record a podcast. Well, those are the things, you know, I mean, you know, during these uh, weird times, little things like this are quite enjoyable. I had a whole conversation with a buddy of mine that I hadn't seen in a long time today, and uh, it was that. nice. You know, it was nice. Um, and I got Albert Torres here. Albert, how you doing? Hello there. Hello. It, was, it wasn't too tired. It's a little bit of a tired Obi-Wan, though, that we're getting yeah. from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there you hear laughing is Rodney Clark. Rodney, how you doing, man? I'm all right, man. I couldn't think of a, a, a witty intro comment this week, but uh, maybe next week. Just sing just sing your heart out, you know? <laughs> sing, let's see, let's see. Go, go, go. Uh, uh, d- d- no, nub, nub. There you go. Nub, nub. Yup, nub, nub. There you go. There it is. Yo. I'm happy to have some conversation here, so I'm glad uh, we got together again. Yeah, yeah, and of course it's Star Wars, so it's all it's all good. Um, and uh, who knows where we'll branch off today? But we've got some uh, starting points to start with. Um, and uh, listen, we're recording this during uh, coronavirus, which we'll probably be uh, recording for quite a few more. Um, but um, we thought maybe we'd tackle a topic related to it, which is kind of discussing um, when cons finally do come back um what might be your comfort level when will you feel comfortable what will it take for you to be comfortable um to kind of go to those things all of us have gone to uh, gone to them with varying degrees of uh you know different types that we go to but um we we enjoy them and uh and certainly it's something that i've i've been missing doing um but uh, as we'll get into, the comfort level that we might feel going to them right now, uh, well, it's probably varied um, a little bit. Uh, Rodney, why don't you kick us off with this one? Because I, I feel like you might have some some, um, some thoughts. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, it, it's been something that's been on my mind because um, being that we're in costume groups, we have uh, a large amount of interaction with people, whether it's taking pictures or... Uh, handling raffle money and prizes and stuff. Um, And uh, I proposed it to the group because I was curious, um, since we all have different types of costumes, like, you know, Matt and Albert, you guys have buckets on your head or or, uh, uh, 
helmets, as most people call them. We refer to them as buckets on the scene. And, like, you guys have that, <laughs> that layer of protection there, whereas Elena's uh, uh, got two face characters who doesn't, you know, th- there's no, no no protection there. You know, you got to smile. And, and uh, I have me as a Jedi, I, you know, Jedi don't really cover their face. But now, like, I may be kidding up with a, a, a mask on or something like that. You know, and uh, personally speaking, um, you know, when 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 I have a table with Saber Guild, we handle uh, raffle prizes and such. So, like, I'm exchanging money with people and giving tickets, and we're talking face to face, and that's really um, it's very close contact kind of um, kind of kind of interaction. And also, too, dealing with when we do what's called kids training, is we teach little kids how to wield a lightsaber and all that stuff. So now we're closely, you know, with the audience. And I mean, my uh, my personal comfort level is uh, it's kind of hard to define just yet because I'm less worried about myself and more worried about what I could be bringing home to my family. So yeah, I'd love to go to a con. I miss seeing all of it. I miss the vibe and the atmosphere and and seeing people face to face and stuff. But like, I'm not even like uh, like a hundred percent of where where I want to be when it comes to my comfort level. Like, can I? Can I get a masked character and feel a bit more comfortable? Probably. Um, you know, maybe I should start building a TK or a Mandalorian or something. So, okay. uh, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was I was going to ask you if you were thinking about specifically like trying to work in like a Jedi style mask. I don't know what that would look like. Maybe bandana style. I don't. I don't even know if I don't even know if any of the uh, groups have been. I haven't seen any discussion on yeah you know, that type of stuff. Well, um, within Saber Guild, we, you know, there's been discussion of because unlike uh, the other groups, Saber Guild has like re- weekly rehearsals, and and when that kicks back in, uh, our global leadership has been discussing like, okay, we should definitely be mandating some sort of masks, and you know, trying to uh, parallel the CDC and World Health Organization's um, guidelines and stuff like that when it comes to our quote-unquote public gatherings, which is our rehearsals and stuff. But uh, I wanted to take a step further. Like, could I kid up as a Jedi and still have a, a, a mask on? I'm, they're Sith Lords. <clears throat> excuse me. They're Sith Lords like Vader, you know, uh, certain um, Old Republic Sith Lords that have a mask on. So it's kind of easier for people to have that character. But, I wonder if there's anything with like you know like some of the guys out in the desert like you know even from comics or something that you could like model it off of like I think yeah, of, like is there anything with like Obi Wan you know is there anybody who has images of like Obi Wan in out in the desert uh, in a sandstorm and protecting his face I mean I, I there are I there are Tuscan Raider Jedi thing. there is Tuscan Raider Jedi well there's that stuff I oh, mean God. there's that stuff too but I mean I'm just starting to think style wise like I don't think anybody in any legion would fault anybody f- uh, for wh- even if even if you just wore a normal mask i don't think anybody um would fault anybody for doing that um not at all yeah no plus I, i'm thinking about it now like you could i mean if you're a bucketed or a helmeted character obviously the helmet alone actually doesn't offer that much protection it does offer some covering but you could easily wear a face mask under those, which mm-hmm. is yeah. pretty great. So, like, and they're wearing gloves automatically, a lot of them. So, I think a lot of those characters can be pretty incognito and still stay safe. So, if you have a bucketed character, that might be something you might want to lean more towards instead of like a face character. Honestly, when you brought this question up, I didn't even think about all this. Like, I'm I'm just thinking about like the actual 
con going experience like i didn't even think about like the trooping aspect of it but mm-hmm. yeah I had, a, I had a member actually um suggest like well he asked me you know what do you think about us getting um they call it fat heads which is like cardboard cutouts of people <laughs> yeah, yeah you know it's like what, what if we make fat heads of us in our kits and we can stage a photo area as opposed to us being in kit that way you know there's less exposure or cross-contamination or whatever you want to call it and i'm i thought about it i said you know it's not a bad idea but i don't know it's not what people want i mean it's not what people want is i mean yeah you're right yeah. Uh, i mean that's that's not a bad thought i i haven't given that too much thought yet um because i i still you know i'm watching all the guidelines coming across from for from for school and and uh and other things and i'm still you know i'm still unsure about how uh i mean a con is still i want to say a con is this is me speculating at this point but i want to say that a con actually happening is still a while a while away especially in you know we're in new jersey uh you know it's still get, getting hit decently hard so yeah we might wanna, be like one of the last states to open yeah, Honestly. but people are still hoping celebration happens, and that's three months from now. I mean, the fact that they haven't canceled it yet, and I think they're coming up on their 90 days to, you know, if they want to cancel and, and and still get, like, what is it, the vendor refunds or something? I don't know the exact... Well, it, um, uh, it's probably from the article that I read in regard to this matter like you know why they why cons are waiting to the last minute they have contracts and insurance clauses and such that if they yep. cancel they have to pay and obviously they don't want to do that but something trippy about um celebration that you know because of all this i went back and i looked at the fine print of the contract if they it, it's actually in the in the fine print if celebration is canceled they are not contractually uh obligated to refund our money <laughs> don't even say that no that's it's it's in the fine print which is i think why they released a statement saying <laughs> that like oh if we cancel it or reschedule it we're going to give you the options like they had to verbally say it because before all of this if they canceled it you know we we were we were out of our money so i mean yeah if but thinking like realistically yeah they could do that but can you imagine how many people would riot if they yeah. did something like that? Considering how much money people are spending, not only for the badge to get there, but the plane tickets and hotel and like all these, all this money that people are spending. And then they're going to be like, oh, well, not only can you not come to the con, but we've taken your yeah. money. Well, um, all, my, all the hotels canceled it automatically. And I, I know they refunded money back to people. The same with the airlines. So now it's like we're everyone's waiting for Reed Pop, who's the uh, production company, to make a move. And yeah. if they even, I mean, personally speaking, even if they reschedule it to a different date or end or location, that doesn't guarantee I'm going to go either. Not because of this, just because I may not be able to go to wherever they, they choose to have it next. So I'm still stuck with four tickets to celebration that I need to either get fully refunded or sell off as a as a lot you know? yeah it's it's i feel w- like though i feel like you know i mean it's because it's disney associated they're gonna make right by it whether you know i i'm mean, this is me speculating again i don't know anything there but i just in this current climate to do something like that i think would have would cause more damage to a brand than is worth the money even 
I'd like uh, to know if like the the was it Disney Nights or Star Wars Nights? There was some event at Disneyland that's supposedly uh, that was supposed to coincide with celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the night before or something. I don't and remember. I wonder if they refunded that money to those people. Because I haven't heard anything about it yet because I think that there are 90 days. There's like some 90 day limit that they have. Right. Like 90 days before the event that they have to cancel celebration. So I think they're waiting till the last minute to make a decision. But yeah, a lot of th- a lot of places are doing that. I mean, New Jersey did that with schools. I think you know, and I don't know exactly what all I'm the saying in terms were, of like them with the venue. I know that. No, I'm just saying like there's a lot of di- there's a lot of different reasons that a lot of places are waiting till the last minute to cancel oh, yeah. things because the more information you have, the you know the more you can make a, a a better decision and and also, I mean, if you're talking about something like celebration that people are passionate about, the longer you wait, the more you can say like, listen, we really wanted to have it, but it just you know we just got to the point where we had to call it um it's, it's also that, that that gives a little bit more goodwill i think in a way I it's also know. playing a dangerous game though because if they wait to the last minute by now everyone's flights have been canceled and money's been refunded so now we got now people that are would still go let's just hypothetically say that celebration is still going to happen in three months you have to rebook everything and if you're rebooking everything i'm rebooking everything like it's a mad rash um, mad rush again for rebooking of all that stuff like now, is somebody going to take advantage of that and jack up yeah, like the prices again? My tickets haven't, like my plane tickets, um, I have until the end of this month, May, mm. to like either, I don't know if I can like cancel the flight or like reschedule without like worrying about any fees. So right. I'm like, come on, guys. Come on, Disney, Reed Pop, whoever. Let's <laughs> go. I need to, I'm, listen, I'm a broke. I... Like, I can't just, you know, shell out a few hundred dollars on a plane ticket and be like, okay, you know, like, I guess I won't go. I could use that money. (laughs) So let me ask you this. So you have to the end of the month, right, to cancel your flight. Let's say two days from now, they say, we're still having celebration. Will you go? Um, So, okay, so this is what I thought we were going to talk about. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess it all kind of coincides. Yes, because I am a broke bitch. Um, I would kind of look at it as, uh, I don't want to say a blessing in disguise because that sounds horrible, but I'm going to assume, let's say they do have celebration. Considering how long the virus has kind of stuck its dirty head in our lives uh, at this point, like it's been a few months and we're only just kind of seeing maybe like some recovery right now by august we're not gonna be all like oh yeah everything's fine like we're not gonna be back to normal we're probably not gonna be back to normal for a year because even if the virus is gone eradicated and we have a a, uh what do you call it a vaccine vaccine. Mm -hmm. people at this point mentally like you know they're gonna they're gonna be so cautious and so like hyper about like being in public and and you know public safety essentially so i'm assuming that if celebration does happen that there's going to be probably some regulations that maybe have never been implemented before for the con to manage the crowd and like for everyone's safety and including that um i'm assuming that celebrities are not going to want to meet people you know photo ops no, no photo ops Maybe, Maybe autographs. Auto- pre-signed autographs, I would say. For no okay, changes. yeah. So, to me, I'm thinking, okay, 
<laughs> I won't have to spend money on that. <laughs> but then, so I'll get to go to celebration. Yeah, there'll be some like, you know, precautions we'll have to take. But like, I'm gonna be glad just to be there and not feel like I'm missing out on the photo ops and autographs. I know that sounds like not rational at all. But like that's just literally how my mind is thinking because I barely scraped up money to go to this as it is. And I kind of decided already after we started uh, self-quarantining and isolate like self-isolating because I thought by August like this would all be done and over with because this was only a few weeks in. So I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, you know, like I have just enough money for like a plane ticket, hotel and the badge. And then I don't have money for anything else. No Disneyland, no photo ops, autographs, none of that. No money no, for the we're vaccine just either, huh? Probably not. So, <laughs> I, you know, I'm thinking like, hmm, so if celebration does happen at this point, I highly, highly doubt celebrities are going to want to meet people. So that means I'm not going to miss out on anything. <laughs> and then panels and stuff, that's probably going to be super regulated too. I mean, they're probably going to have people super spread out, uh, you know, not sitting neck to neck in a room. Um, I don't know. That's literally my mindset. The more you talk, though, the more I'm like, I don't see how this is happening. The more you say, like, I can't see a celebrity wanting to show up for this thing. I mean, some no, of them No, and that's the thing. That's the money, what I'm saying. They'll, like, either not, they'll either not want to do any photo ops or autographs, or they're just not going to want to show up at all. I can see celebrities doing panels because they're up on the stage and away from the audience. Yeah, that's true. Um, I can also see, like, pre-signed autographs. Like, don't hand me anything. I already have the pictures already signed, like, back in the hotel rooms. And also, too, the the way that the stars are uh, issue, uh, ushered in, like, they're, on, they're, they're taking a different door than we are, walking, out, walking down a different hallway. I can see that. But I also think, like, okay, let's just say, hypothetically, I know this is a really low number for celebration, but let's say normally there's 5,000 people that show up. Is it still financially profitable if only 1,500 show up because they mm. couldn't get the tickets back again or they couldn't get, you know, the, the plane tickets or the hotel rooms or, you know, fear. They didn't, you know, they, but they, then, they but weren't then comfortable. Maybe, maybe they're making up for it by not having to pay a bunch of celebrities to come because, <laughs> let's be honest, a lot of those celebrities, especially, like, the A-list uh, group for Star Wars, mm-hmm. I mean, they probably get a lot of money to show up for the for the weekend and stuff so i think yeah i mean some people uh, i'm sorry go ahead matt yeah no i think that i mean i think that that's all stuff to think about but i um i think that uh you know each celebrity is going to make their own choice i mean some of those celebrities may be working at that well i don't know see i see here's the weird thing about it and that's why i kind of this is all like the wild west it's it's, we're all speculating and that's why like talking about a specific con is weird especially one in august but but i guess i guess the 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 main thing takeaway for you elena is that uh, if you've spent enough money on it already, then you're comfortable. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, this is this is for any con too. I think this can apply to any con. Albert, okay. where you at, buddy? Well, I kind of went over this a while back ago with the group. Um, I basically stated that, like, say for example, things do open up and celebration is happening uh, this year, right? The same exact date and everything, uh, and whether or not I feel comfortable, you know going to it and stuff um i mean i'm still gonna go if it, it is yellow 
But like what you said, Ronnie. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, you said wait, YOLO. Ronnie and I are gonna laugh. I haven't heard Rodney YOLO, YOLO. Like, in like years. Years. the youngins. Like Rodney and I have to think about this a little bit differently because we're different generations. So that just sounded like a totally just generational thing. It was like YOLO. You baby. guys know what YOLO means, right? <laughs> yes, I know what YOLO means. Okay, okay. But, but it just <laughs> I thought he said yellow, and I'm like yellow. Why would he say yellow out of nowhere? And then, I, then, then I, it kept yellow. To me that he was saying YOLO. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Anyway. Go, go on, go on, Albert. But it was just funny for, for that to, to say it that way. Well, <laughs> go ahead. Anyway, so um, I lost train of thought. Uh, Yolo. But, okay, Yolo. yeah, Yolo. But um, <laughs> what Ronnie was saying earlier, if like for example, um, uh, like five thousand people, you know, statistically, okay, whatever, uh, five thousand people are supposed to go. You know, that's how many people bought the tickets. Um, and uh, whether or not the, you know all those people show up, you know what I mean? Like, will it still happen or anything like that? But also, what I also described was like, say, because California got their numbers down and they basically lowered the curve and everything like that. This is in essence a huge gathering and celebration. You got people from all over the world that are going. Now, say for example that one person from a specific area goes. You know, and all it takes is just one person to spread it to two, and then two becomes four, and then you get, you know, you get it, et cetera, et cetera. You know, will there be spikes? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's a good question. I mean, here, here's here's the way I'm kind of, this is why I'm not, I'm not sure when I'm going to be comfortable, to be honest with you. But what I look at is, a con is a nasty place un- under good circumstances. I was about you know, to say, con, it's a con gross con ass place yeah. before yeah, this virus. Like, if I don't get sick when I go to, a, like, a con, you know, if I've been there for a long oh, period of time. Oh, the con crud. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's nasty con. stuff. So that's, what, that's, that's where my head is at. Like, as much as I really love to go and I love doing it, it's like... I don't know. Like at this point, I can't say like what's it going to take because you're right. I mean, I think a year is is a generous mark, but you know, uh, let's say we have a vaccine. Well, the you know, the vaccine brand new doesn't mean that it's going to be as effective as we. Th- I mean, there's just too many things, the variables that we just don't know yet. And I think and also the time and I mean also gonna- you and Rodney, you guys have families. I mean, I have families too, but you guys have like, or I have families, one family, but <laughs> you guys have kids who are maybe a little more high risk i don't know but i can i can see also that you're not only looking out for yourselves but you're also looking out for your family and and not wanting to take that risk um, it's true i would like if my wife wasn't comfortable with me going i wouldn't go too and and I, you know i probably would be more comfortable sooner than she would but i'm still you know there's a cautious person in me that says uh, as much as I really want to do, I like I'm trying to think about it. I don't, even, you know, we're talking about going to cons, but even any bit of trooping right now, I can't. I don't have a way to say that when I'm going to feel comfortable to, you know, interact with people. Or I mean, I think I think there'll have to be discussions about what all of this means um, for everybody. You know, how do we interact with the public? What is you know socially what is acceptable i think i'd be um, you know i think i'd be comfortable trooping at a parade like if we were marching in a parade because we uh, were but, but also like but it, but you gotta but you gotta go to a changing room and you gotta be packed into those changing rooms with a bunch of people and i mean i i'm not saying i'm not trying to be a downer i'm just saying like i don't know yet where i'm at like it's not yeah it's, you, you know there are little things and i think it's not a simple answer i think that that's just like everything um well, also you know too, i mean I, I, you're you're as a teacher, you're working from home, correct? Yeah. So it's me and Albert that are still out 
you know, like around right. people. So maybe maybe that's the difference. Like I, I've been next to people at work. I'm not that freaked out, um, or I should say I'm not that cautious. Maybe you know is, is a better word. Um, Rodney's I, like YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But until one of your buddies gets it, and then you're only like, oh, you know. Well, I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying like it's. I'm not even judging anybody for whatever they're they're saying. I'm just, just kind of thinking of my own comfort level, and I don't have the. I, the truth is, I don't have an answer to it. Like I don't know what it's going to take. Um, for me to be comfortable um, doing these things as much as like they're some of my favorite things in the world to do I don't have an answer to uh, that and I think it's also likely to be I mean I don't know I mean you know with the revolution we already got the guidance that it's up to the state's guideline you know I think the 501st is in the same boat is is technically allowed to resume yeah Um, and we keep and we keep getting requests for the for uh, events and um you know i'm i'm not sure um you know and i i don't think we've even gauged you know members uh how they're feeling about when they want to start trooping because you know there's a good chance that somebody asks for something and nobody's going to show up for it because nobody's ready or the people who could i don't know and i and uh i think it's going to be you know i as somebody who who deals with like thinking about how we would do it at the on the rebel legion side you know, I I don't know if I mean we should come up with some guidance and some guidelines, but at the same time, it's going to be partially um, just from a social thing. It's going to have to be like you know personal preference. But when you're acting with uh, interacting with other people, you know you make rules. But right now, we're seeing that some people want to follow rules, some people don't want to follow rules, and these are all things that I think I just think leave it's, it's in just my head, of, unknown. The reason why I have probably even haven't thought about it is because it's like still kind of out of the question to even really consider, especially in New Jersey, where right. I'm going to be honest, I haven't been checking the news because it depresses the crap out of me. But <laughs> um, I mean, it's still pretty bad. And I think, like I said, we're probably going to be the last state because we had a pretty high number of cases and stuff. But um, I mean, like you look at states like what was it georgia that opened up for like a day and they got like three thousand new cases in that one day so they closed right back up florida went up on the rise too the day after they opened up as well people it's like and it's like they just don't listen so part of me is like if celebration does happen i think i'm gonna take that risk because i don't want to lose out on the money i mean obviously they'll probably i think like san diego no I think initially San Diego Comic-Con was going to offer that option, but they canceled. But if they if offer... If I'm being honest, if I had to speculate as to what they're going to have to do, and I mean, unless they just cancel it and don't give refunds or cancel it completely and give refunds or whatever, I mean, and if they're going to hold it, I think they're going to have to hold it uh, with reduced numbers, which means they're going to have to offer either refund to certain people or offer like a deferment. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, we'll hold it, but we also offer you deferment if you want to have tickets for the next one. I think um, for them, I was going to say, it would make sense for them to, like, offer the option to get a refund or hold on to the tickets so whenever they do have the con again that, hey, you already got tickets or you'll get first dibs on tickets. Um, yeah, or they might have to, to do something like a lottery where, like, listen, I mean, you know, Rodney was saying, I don't know what the numbers are, but let's say let's say that they decide that they can handle, you know, they normally have 5,000, they can handle 1,500, which means that, you know, they'll probably put it out for, like, who doesn't want to go, get that taken care of, and if they still have too many people, 
Well, you know, they might have to do a lot. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, this is us speculating, which is what we said we weren't going to do. But, <laughs> but I mean, you uh, kind of have to because it's it's yeah. there's nothing set in stone yet. There's no official regulation yet. I mean, and that yeah. kind of will coincide with our own feelings on I, the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so so like so, but this is interesting for me from like a, a, a you know a generation perspective because. Um, because you and Albert have both said that, like, you know, if, uh, if it's happening, you're going to go. Um, so Rodney, if it's, <laughs> if it's, yeah, yeah, right. So Rodney, if, 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 if it was happening and I, I think you, you had tickets, I don't know if you still hung on to tickets cause I know you were debating yeah, it, but them. so, so let's say it's happening. You're going to go. Oh, you know what? Okay. Just a little context for the listener. I bought four tickets to bring my family out there. Um, I wouldn't bring my family out there. I don't think I would personally go just because coming home to my wife's look of anger and disappointment for flying out (laughs) to a convention in California when there's not even a convention here in New Jersey that's willing to take the chance, I'd have to say no. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting. I mean, it's partially where you are in your life that affects how you respond. And I think we're seeing... I mean, I I don't have any statistics on this, but you know, from what I hear, it sounds like that that there is a a generational difference to where you are in your life it affects how you're viewing all of this stuff. And uh, I think that if nothing else from our conversation, that's interesting. And having an angry uh, wife too. Then, yeah, right. Like I said, I said, like, listen, I, I I am not comfortable. Like, if I had tickets, I would not probably be going. But uh, but I can tell you right now that I, I will. I don't even think I would be allowed to consider it. <laughs> here's, 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 here's the weird part. The same week in a celebration, there's a, a convention here in uh, Philly, in the Philly area, that um, I, I made one? the choice to go do that. It's uh, Keystone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's literally is that the same the one in like September or something? It's, I think they already canceled that it's, one, it's, didn't no, they? Or is that they put... It's also run by the same company. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they a newer have, one, too. They, they haven't announced it, and it's the same weekend. It was another reason why I made the choice to go to Keystone, which is literally 30 minutes from my house, as opposed to flying all the way out to, to California <laughs> for that. But, like, I would take a chance. I'm, I said, wait, let me stop. I'm more likely to take a chance on a, a, a closer con than to spend all that money to put my life at risk. <laughs> I don't even know where to go okay. with that. I'm just gonna go short. I mean, and again, I'm not judging. I'm just like, like the like. It's like where you know, where does your head go with all this stuff? Even even then, I get the I get the whole you spent the money stuff, and like mm-hmm. you know, t- it's tough because times are tight, and you're like, well, if I spent this money, I you know, even though it, even though from a logic perspective, like if it's gonna keep you safe, you've already spent the money, so that money's not coming back one way or the other, unless they're refunding, obviously. But yeah, so I mean, like I, I, we can sell the you, you can sell the <laughs> tickets. Um, for me, now that I'm really like going down this rabbit hole of, of a thought process, for me it's more of a matter of I'm spending all that money and traveling that far to put my life at risk when I could do the same thing 30 minutes from my house. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there, there is some logic there, you know. There's some calculations. <laughs> you know, okay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, all right, listen, I think we got about as far as we could with that one without, uh, you know, rehashing some stuff. But uh, but I, th- I thought that was at least interesting. We didn't really resolve anything. Um, we just kind of talked I think we could have but... f- found the cure if we just went on for another yeah, right? minutes, it's, it's, but, it's, you know. It's, 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 <laughs> listen, if everybody goes to a con, then, you know... No, I don't even want to go down that route because it gets a little darker <laughs> even for me. So let's just pretend I didn't say that and move on. Um, and with that, let's go to uh, the uh, IHOP podcast network with a quick message. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve. I'm Joe. I'm Mike. I'm Seb. And we're Dinner and a Podcast. And you're listening to the International House of Podcast Network. All right. So now we're going to get into our main topic. Um, this is an interesting topic that I've thought of, and it kind of came from a couple different places into my head. Um, one was I was watching, oh, and by the way, I'm going to get into like, not, well, spoilers for the Clone Wars in case you haven't seen it. Although if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you have, but you know, they're just letting you know. If you haven't uh, already, what are you waiting for? Right. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so I, I was watching, we were, I was actually rewatching, uh, arc of the, uh, the last arc of, of Clone Wars and seeing some things interesting with Maul and how Maul was sort of going through in his head the whole plan of Palpatine and how he didn't know the whole plan, um, that he only knew parts of the plan and, and what was going to happen. And I wasn't even sure that he knew that Palpatine and uh, Sidious were the same person. Like, there were definitely s- some things that made it seem like that maybe he, he didn't know those things. Um, and so it, it kind of got interesting. And then sort of how where we ended up and the Rise of Skywalker with Palpatine also sort of kind of threw this at me, which was they've always talked about the rule of two in Star Wars, which we first learned of in The Phantom Menace, that there's only ever two Sith Lords, a Master and Apprentice. And with the way that that was all going, it almost felt like that rule of two is really just... I, I mean, we, we can get into it, and you guys might know more about uh, about some of the Legend stuff, and we can talk about it in canon, but the rule of two seemed like not really a thing. It was really the rule of the one, and whoever he needed to help him out. The rule be of the his big guy. cheese. He does whatever the heck he wants. <laughs> right, like it was really just, and especially you know you watch the big end Sith of Lord uh, Cheese Master. Yeah, the the Rise of Skywalker, and he's it's really all about uh, him. Uh, Palpatine, and uh, and so I was kind of just kind of going, is the rule of two like really a thing, or is it just that the head guy will have one apprentice, and that's it? Um, but then you had Maul running around, and he's you know he was a Sith Lord, but I guess he's not a Sith Lord because he's not. I, I don't know. I admit you guys you guys might be able to enlighten me on this and oh, what your oh, thoughts I'll are. I'll enlighten you. Oh, oh, oh you you ready to go? I mean, listen, I know I sounded too I, confident. I, I, are we Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and I'm okay. I Listen, I'm thinking more canon-wise, but we can kind of use legend stuff, so if you guys know it, to kind of, like, inform our thoughts on it. But I kind of think that going forward, um, you know, uh, it, it might. it's interesting. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting to see, like, the rule of two, not that it's not a thing, but that it's not, uh, you know... No, no, I mean, a, it is something. A, it is something that I've wondered about, too, because you hear it, but then you kind of see some conflicting elements in the canon. Um, and then, like, it was interesting for me to kind of take a little deep dive and, and do a little little digging on kind of how to, how to clarify that and, and define it. And then, like, where does it apply in the canon? Where, like, does it not apply, I guess? Just 
I mean, we can. Because right, there were books, legends books, like specifically addressing the rule. Of two. Yeah, I, so I that's why I, I was asking those, you about but... it before because um, I, I, during my research, it was referenced a couple times. The but essentially, essentially, um, most of the references were just pinpointing the fact that Darth Bane um, implemented this law where um, there can only ever be a. Uh, master and apprentice uh and and that was like you know no one else can be you know sith um and then that was legend so there's this legends book darth bane rule of two that um i think was kind of made canon um in clone wars with when, uh, yoda meets well, his, uh, char- his character his character his character was made uh, well, because he sees right. a vision of Bane, and I think there's right. some talk about the rule of two, and because that's when Yoda sees all the visions that that end up kind of coming coming to pass in Revenge of the Sith. So right. even though that is legends, it kind of was made canon, and I think it is it is brought up in uh, was it Clone Phantom Wars? Menace. Oh, Phantom yeah, Menace Phantom Menace. Is who they are. A master and apprentice. Yeah. So that, that's right. That's right. No more, no less. The beginning. Really. Yeah, that was the beginning of the rule of two being yeah. in the universe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Al- Albert, I really wanted to to hear what you had to say on this one. So, uh, so you know, uh, what are you thinking? Like, e- even if you don't want to dive into some of your, you know, some of the uh, legend stuff that you normally do. Um, so, go ahead. So. Um, Basically, the whole conception of the rule of two. Uh, I haven't looked up whether or not this is canon or not anymore. So, up in the air. But basically, the, the conception of the rule of two came about because uh, during the war between the Jedi and the Sith, the Sith, basically how you become a Sith Lord or whatever, is always betra- uh, through betrayal. You take down your master and you take his place. That's basically how the rule of two always works. Uh, well, not rule two, but how the Sith Lords went about it. So, so to know, become a Sith Lord, you have to kill a Sith. I'm not. That, that, okay, it was basically kind of. Kind of it was kind of like who is best, like who is worthy yeah. of this position, and and. But because, okay. but yeah, because yeah. the thing, the, the way, the way you know the Sith are, they, you know, they're always going out of their way to try to get, gain more power, and so there, there were always like internal conflict within the Sith. The Jedi came, you know, came in, kicked some ass, um, and basically the the Sith, the Sith Lords were like all but, you know, gone. So it was Darth Bane who came up with the Rule of Two by saying, you know what, when there's too many of us, we keep fighting. So in order to best serve the, 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 the dark side of the Force, it's best if we keep it to just two people, a master and an apprentice. Actually, if, if I can interject, sorry to cut you off, but no, I'm it, just kidding. It wasn't, Please, <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't exactly that. The way that the book detailed it, Bane felt that the reason why the Sith were were weak because there were so many Sith pulling from pulling from the dark side of the Force, and mm. to limit the number of quote unquote Sith, it would make them stronger. And to put it in rat in simple terms if i have a jug of kool-aid and i'm pouring some for elena and i'm pouring some for matt and i pour some for 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 you albert there's very little left for me to use but if i if i take you all out and it's just me then i got the full jug it's myself. funny that you used kool-aid <laughs> as an example is that a black joke 
What? No. <laughs> okay. Was anyway. it Jamestown? The cult where the yes, guy killed? Yes, it's a cult. Oh, that's where you're going with it. Yeah. Okay. Rodney, Rodney, Rodney. There was a there. I, I, it was over my head, so I'm just going to go with. <laughs> but the, that, that was his rationale, which, yeah. you know, personally speaking, like that made sense because if we're all drawing on the force from the dark side of the force, then you can only get a little bit because I got to get a little bit and he's got to get a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, th- but that, that, how that does that work with okay. what? Well, then how does that work with, you know, in sense with the Jedi, if there's plenty of them and they're drawing from, you know, the force, they're pulling from the light side of the force. I think, I think their, their mindset is a little bit different. I mean, cause well, like literally quoting Bane, he, um, he says like, here, I, I think I just pulled it up. When your power eclipses mine, I will become expendable. This is the rule of two. One master, one apprentice. When you're ready to claim the mental, m- mantle of the Dark Lord as your own, you must do so by eliminating me. So their entire existence is literally like, get good and then take oh, take take the cake like which is what which is what's which is the whole uh, opera discussion uh, with Plagueis kind of talks about right yep basically yeah it's also reflected in anakin trying to recruit luke to kill palpatine it's also uh mirrored in dooku trying to recruit obi-wan to take out palpatine and it's also okay we already did the spoiler warning with maul trying to recruit ahsoka to take out palpatine he's palpatine trying to get ray exactly so it's a matter of it's a matter of we could do this and take him out, and once we take him out, we will ascend to you know well, Sith Lord and Master. Well, you have you you do have some contradictions in this rule too. That I don't know if Mike you, uh, Mike, Matt, you were mentioning earlier. Um, you had uh, instances where uh, Palpatine will kind of tr- contradict the uh, the rule two, where he will gain more and more power. But his apprentices, and you know, in that sense, are expendable. And not only that, you had instances where, um, where in the Clone Wars, Count Dooku will have an apprentice, and when um, Palpatine caught wind of it, he was like, "Listen, either you get rid of it, or you know, crap is going to go down." Well, so to go off of that, um, when I was thinking, like the reason why I was really interested in kind of diving into this topic was because I thought about that, like oh, you know, maybe that was kind of just like a suggestion because, uh, you know, Dooku had apprentices, but when looking at what defined um, the rule of two, it was like primarily about those who were like Sith. They are the most powerful, so the Master and the Apprentice, Dooku was just the apprentice, so he wasn't the most powerful. And as far as Palpatine or Sidious knew, uh, uh, who was his first one? Uh, Asajj. Um, Ventress. Asajj. Uh, Asajj. Uh, Ventress. That is, I'm, I'm not, no, no, no. I'm like, hold on. I'm <laughs> oh, having sorry. a brain fart. Uh, Savage. Oppress. But then, Oppress. Savajo Press. Come on, man. We, we keep helping you out <laughs> yeah, here. Do- <laughs> no, I know the names, but I'm like trying to think of like all the f- freaking assassins that uh, Darth Tyrannosaurus Rex had. Uh, so he, he had acolytes. There was Quillen Voss. 
there was a Saj Ventress. Oh, I forgot about him. Yes. Yes. Well, this we're going back to the legend stuff. There was also Saruk Bolk, I think was his name. He was a, a Jedi wow. master who who turned to the dark side. Who it was the other guy that used uh, Vapod or Vapod or however you say it, uh, Mace Windu's um, form of lightsaber combat. Uh, he uh, there was two more nerd that, that were in there. Um, <laughs> I'm going off a comic book, like literally the, from the old Ledge comics. But they were acolytes. They were classified as dark acolytes. They were not Sith lords. Exactly. Well, they so were that's pre, what I'm saying. They were like pre-inquisitors then. They were, um, they were, you know, assassins to like Sidious. That's what like Duke was like, oh yeah, they're my assassins. But he was like trying to train them, but they were never like Darth, Darth Ventress or, or Darth. They, they, oh. they were never powerful enough to, exactly, be, exactly. to be a threat to Sidious. And, and once, even Maul, like he took up Savage as his like apprentice, yeah, but I was Maul gonna say fell that. Yep. from, from, you know, his Darth title, like when he got his midsection cut open, <laughs> I'm just saying, but, uh, uh, Keep but, in mind that Sidious also viewed him as a rival. Because he took a... a what, Maul? Uh, yeah, he, that, yeah, that's why he came uh, in. Barely, barely. I honestly, I think I think uh, Sidious was very cozy in his position, and he just wanted to, Maybe to not, get, though. I mean, take out the... Uh, this, this, this was the only time that... This was the only time that Sidious got up and did something physically with a lightsaber. So he 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 felt a threat there, which is why he went out on his oh, own. Oh no, yeah, I'm sure, go, I'm sure. But I'm saying, I think he he probably had no doubt that he could like squash this little bug that well, was just well. No, pain in the another butt. reason. F- another reason for that, Rodney, is the fact that he was going to probably mess up every single plan that Palpatine had in mm-hmm. you know in motion. So he was like, "What? Well, well like, let me go he, take care of this not now." Power- not, like powerful enough to defeat Sidious, and he knew that, but m- he would be powerful enough to, uh, you know get the shadow collective and like you know stir up a bunch of stuff so yeah exactly what you're saying but that, that, that's sense. still not a, a threat to sidious's power from a, a sith lord no perspective. no not at all you know the galaxy the galaxy is very lawless if you can ban enough people it, it can cause a lot of trouble i mean mm-hmm. the republic doesn't deal with any of the slavery or the or the or the uh what's it called um smuggling and stuff you know what i mean you know they're not really on top of it. They kind of just let it slide because those syndicates and everything like that have a little bit too much power. Now, if if Maul was able to, in which he sort of did, uh, gather all these syndicates under one banner, and you know, kind of just go in there like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna mess up everything. You know what I mean? Like, like for example, what if what if uh, Maul was able to get Kenobi out? You know. To you know, okay, again, if somebody has not watched Clone Wars, like. You know, why? Uh, try to get him out to um, to Mandalore. It's like, listen, man, you, you, that 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 ki- that kid you train, you know, your you know your Padawan, you know, Anakin guy, dude. He's an, he's a bit of an. He's gonna he's gonna go to the dark side. You know what I mean? Like it would have threw a huge wrench in Palpatine's plans. Th- that that was that could be interpreted as a threat of power. So. Sidious, knowing that Maul now has a pupil, now has his own student, some people believe that Sidious became more powerful when Anakin become became his student, which is why he, you know, he said more power and he started hitting him with the lightning and stuff. You know, is it possible that your acolyte can can (laughs) amplify your power as the as the master? 
if you're drawing from you know from your acolytes. Well, and also, I mean, at the end of the day, I think Sidious knew that uh, Anakin was going to be his pupil because he kind of like you know he had Maul, he had Dooku, but they were kind of just you know his like warm ups, the the prep for when Anakin was finally ready to come to the dark side because he he tossed those guys aside like no problem. He's like, okay, bye. You're fine, whatever. Yeah, but, but look how it look how it happened. Like he literally had Anakin take out Dooku. Same way he was trying to get Luke to take out Vader. It's it's like a test. Like it, it's yeah. if you if you, you want to be floor manager, okay, take out the floor <laughs> manager and you could be the floor manager. Oh, you well, didn't you didn't take out the floor manager? You were not strong enough to be the floor manager. But that's why so that's <laughs> why I wonder, like, even though he is kind of sticking to this rule of two I feel like his like need for power was like totally like overshadowing that, and he just started, you know, doing whatever the heck he wanted. And was he just fielding his options? Like, okay, you got, I got a pool of five force users. One of y'all can fight it out, or I should say, fight but I'm it saying out. like his his desire to like literally rule the galaxy. Like he was using the Empire and and uh, eventually like the Final Order. That was all just kind of like to further his domination of the galaxy like so he um i i don't remember too much of this because this was like touched on a little bit in in the game but in battlefront uh two in the campaign you see operation cinder yeah i think to me that was the first time i saw it um what's operation cinder because i didn't so operation cinder was um like palpatine implemented this uh to like hold over like imperial imperially controlled planets like i think uh right before battle of yavin and then like in case he um it was like a contingency it was a contingency plan like in in, like satellites in case he like died or something that they would put this into action and like literally just smite a bunch of imperially controlled planets just to ensure that they wouldn't like there wouldn't be anything more powerful than him regardless of whether or not these planets are empire loyalists that's what i'm saying imperially controlled planets like they are part of the empire to to make sure that nobody else rose to my level of control of this empire so we destroy that's that's what i'm saying like this guy was just like i don't give a crap like i want to be i want to be the big dog I want to be the it man, and even if I'm dead, I still want to be the it man. So we're gonna we're gonna burn up these boys, and that's He's it. Trying to burn down the Carter essentially, like uh, in. So, uh, in, uh, but it seemed like he had a lot. He had plans beyond that, because I mean, that's how we get into the rides of Skywalker. That he had a plan, you know, that his, you know, he was working on, uh, you know, ways well, to stay alive. But then, then I get to, and this might throw a little bit of a wrench into it. I don't know if it does or doesn't, but. Uh, you know when he starts going talking about all of the Sith sort of being a part of him. Um, you know, was that something that always was the case, or was that something part of how he came back to the dead? I don't, I don't actually know that think, there, but I mean well, that might be something that might be like revealed over time because so at first when they announced the or like confirmed it, I was a little like what they were saying that Palpatine was a clone, but. I realized they meant to say that like his body, like his vessel was a clone of him, but his right. spirit it was, that was Palpy. So even if I'm sorry, I call him Palpy. I'm so used to calling him Palpatine or Palpy, but uh, <laughs> so even if he like 
quote unquote like died physically like he still survived in spirit and i think that that may have been something that on the down low while you know whatever maybe he was doing some cool meditations and stuff and was or maybe even like how yoda and uh like how yoda learned to uh exist as a force ghost maybe it was kind of that similar concept with the with palpatine um and that you know the empire and that the first order and final order that's all just a you know it's just pawns to drive his campaign <laughs> I kind of want to. I kind of want to go back just real quick to the um, when I mentioned that you know with Darth Maul having his own apprentice, Palpatine kind of saw him as a rival. Now, you know, if he saw him as a rival, right? Uh, just imagine, just imagine, like if there were still like countless, you know, number of Sith lords in this era, you know. And why I think the rule again, once again, the, why the rule two is just established is because you again you have these people trying to usurp each other. If the concept of becoming a Sith Lord is to take over your, you know, kill your master, just imagine like the internal warfare. Well, I just think Sith about Lord. going up against. I mean, obviously, Palpatine pulled it off, um, but I just think about going up against a Jedi when there are that many Jedi, and uh, you know, like the practicality of it. So, like, it's got to be more of like. The Sith, for me, not got it, but I'm thinking more like it has to do with more like the Sith religion, and that, and that, like there can only be two sort of Sith lords, but that there can be other Force user followers, which we've seen, right? There were other assassins. Yeah, yeah, no, I um, think you're totally like hitting it on on the mark there, um, because the reason, so he, impl- so Darth Bane implemented this law, but after the war, he's like, yo, let's lay low and bide our time to get our revenge. And it was, I think, in in the name of the Sith religion and stuff. Because you're right, yeah, two people can't take on, like, the entire Jedi Order. There's plenty of, uh, you know, other uh, dark side users. But, well, I mean, this is where we see his genius. That's where he, yeah, exactly. You see his genius, where he, he didn't, you know, outright go into battle with them. He took his time and he, like... Turned it inside, out, like turned them inside out. Like well, think it's about crazy. It like this, um, to go back to Darth Bane. So he implements the rule of two, saying there's only going to be two of us to to sip from this well or to to drain from this well of the dark side. If there were happened to be a third person out there, I believe he would have eliminated them because now you're pulling from the same well that I am, and in order for me to be as powerful as I can be. I can't have anybody else uh, pulling from this well of power, which is the dark side of the force. The way he said, yeah, it, I mean, that's a, that's assume, I'm, I, and that's assuming that that uh, which I like your uh, your sort of analogy there. Well, that's um, kind of how he put it. Like he put it in the book: one person to Darth Vader? One, okay. one person to embody the power, and another to crave it, and that's it. So if the, yeah. if there's a third person, they need to be eliminated. Or they need to be pit against my acolyte to see who's strong enough to truly crave this power and to to, to truly. Well, get it, you know, I, I think I like that idea. It's an interesting idea. It'll be interesting to see if they keep that canon in future things or whether they try to to, to think about it differently. Because I, I, if you think about it one way, like if you think about the way that you're thinking about it, it makes a lot more sense to me than than not. Mm-hmm. Like if it's just you know if I'm just worried about you know too many Sith people taking over like 
uh, how you know I I I guess structurally it just means that like they're just all pretty much mercenaries. I wonder if they have uh, like or, a like an online forum where they all like communicate because like no I'm serious like uh like how do they decide this they're like yo so I'm thinking about think about you know setting up for this program not sure if I'm powerful enough though like you got to take a test or something <laughs> like well wait a minute wait a minute. Let me like, what, if, what if somebody ahead, found like some Sith texts and they're like yes I want to do this thing and uh you know maybe a a master and apprentice rise up in some other part of the galaxy and then they like find out oh no there's another pair uh, on this planet like oh this is awkward (laughs) let me put it in in real terms sith are haters commonly referred to as crabs in a barrel like okay (laughs) elena you want to go to night school to become a doctor the three of us who are Sith, like, nah, you, you don't want to do that. It's going to be too much work. It, you're not going to, you're not going to have nights. You're not going to be able to go out and yada yada yada. We're going to try and demotivate you from seeking that power because we want it. So now Matt's taking night classes and Albert's, you know, performing surgeries because he's trying to become the most powerful doctor on the planet. Like it, it makes sense, or at least it made sense when I, I control your heart. <laughs> it made sense when when I when I read the book years ago how they rationalize it as you're pulling from from the force from the dark side of the, po- the from the dark side of the force and the more people doing it makes you weaker so let's just cut it all down to two you know and and I think that you know one of the reasons why uh, Sidious went after Ray is because she was another force user and it was undefined if she could pull from the dark or from the light so he had to make sure that she was under control just like well we knew Luke was off on the island and no one else has really like resurfaced from the force the same reason why in the Clone Wars he went after the children to make sure he can control force users so nobody else could pull from the dark side more than he wanted them to or would allow them to be so they wouldn't eventually come to be uh, as equal as him in the force you know it's all a matter of control so he maintains his power I don't know. I, 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 I understand what you're saying. There's a, still a part of me that says that it's not only it's not only that, because that presumes the fact that like a person can only pull from either the dark side or the light side. And like we've seen several characters that can pull from both. I mean, Luke, Luke and Ray are both examples. Uh, Ezra, like there are several characters that pull from or Anakin, I guess, that can pull from both um, both sides of the force. So I think that um, you know, if you want to think of the force as an entity, what your what that all sort of means is still not a hundred percent defined from that thing to kind of support you know your uh, complete theory uh, on that there. But I I do think it's a it's a you know uh, it's an interesting idea uh, about um, you know where you know where is it coming from and then why would you have I like your idea at least vibes with the rule of two pretty decently for me um but i'm i'm still not convinced that uh that the rule of two makes more sense or not but like many of our discussions we don't actually answer anything um you know as we end up to the end of our time we just kind of come up with more questions um because means we can have other podcasts so we can have other episodes but uh, i thought i i actually thought that was it was an interesting conversation i always like Come up with you know topics and then having an idea of what we could go and then it goes in a different direction and and uh, that's uh, you know that's always the fun of the po- of the podcast so uh, 
So, um, like I said, I like I liked a lot of the things that were said. I don't know if I agree with them, but that's okay. It's all good. Um, but anyways, uh, let's uh, tell everybody where they can find us on social media. Elena, starting with you, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Instagram at Elena underscore strikes. And all the rest of your socials are there. Oh, yep, yep. In my bio, there's a link. <laughs> what about the newest social? Do you advertise that? Wait, what's my newest social? What? Wait, TikTok or? <laughs> yeah, yes. I didn't want to say that you were on TikTok <laughs> without you saying. Uh, I mean, I guess if you're into that, I am on the tick of talks. Uh, I am <laughs> 21 and definitely too old for that app, but um, I try to be funny. So if you if you want to check that out. Um. Yeah, I think that's funny because I checked out TikTok just to see it because of my students and everybody's talking about it. And if you're too old, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm just saying, I'm is, just being uh, realistic. Like that, ad, like there's, I think now with with everyone staying home and being a little more bored, um, there's definitely a lot more millennials on there. But right. primarily, that app was dominated by like you know like high schoolers like that kind of age so that's what i used to mostly see on my timeline and i'd be like oh god where's your mother (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i mean i don't create content on there don't go on there looking for me you're not gonna see you know old dude trying to trying to do any of the dances or anything like that that's not happening i think you did real do really well if you did some dances (laughs) i know that's what the kids say i I, no seriously i'm telling you throw on like your stormtrooper and do some dances you'll you'll your account will blow up i I, that i had actually a student uh beg to make a presentation in the class and i was like listen you're gonna have to wait but we got done with our stuff with like two minutes left and I was like, finally, I relented because she was bugging me. I was like, yes, make whatever presentation. And she gave a whole speech on why I should join TikTok. That's incredible. All, all these followers and I'm like, oh man. But uh, but anyways, so there you go. <laughs> Elena's on TikTok. I am not on TikTok. I've just looked at TikTok just to see what it was like. We'll um, keep you posted call- if we convince him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Maybe yeah, but eventually there'll be a Voice of the Wills podcast TikTok. Oh my god, that'd be and interesting. It'll all be Albert doing voices. Now, Albert, how? You, uh, what are your socials? Give everybody your socials. You can find me on Instagram with uh, cc underscore two seven nine five. Nice. And what, now, do you have a TikTok? Heck no. <laughs> hey, don't cheat. There you go. And Rodney, what about you? Well, if you want to become my dark acolyte, and yes, that is a black joke, you can find me over at Lord underscore Dread at Instagram. Nice. And how about you? TikTok? No. No. Come on now. No. <laughs> what about your kids? Your kids on TikTok? No, my kids have no social media whatsoever. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I think if my daughter was on that, I just uh, it would. She might oh, be a little gosh. young. She might be a little young. Well, she is a little young, but even if she was like 15 or 16, even, I mean, I know like some of the people on there are 15, 16, and they're probably, I think that like some of them are millionaires uh, or something like that uh, based on being on TikTok, but oh man, no, 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 no. All right. uh, You can also get us, uh, you can email us at thewillspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at The Wills Pod, or search for us on Facebook, uh, The Wills Podcast, a Star Wars, or The Wills, The Voice of the I can't even say it, The Voice of the Wills, a Star Wars Podcast. Come find us, come drop us a line, um, and hopefully everybody's staying safe, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.